Welcome to another episode of the Virtual Assistants Brunch Podcast. I'm Nerlandi Singleton, your VAP hostess, and I want to welcome you guys to the new year. Oh my God, we made it to 2020. Can you believe it? We are living in the future. Yes, we still don't have flying cars, but that's okay. That's okay. They're still working on that. (laughs) They're still working on that, okay? Hopefully, they'll have it maybe about 2030. We'll see. Anyways, I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. Today, we have Elizabeth Wesley Casella on the show. She is the founder of L12 Services, and she is here to talk about her virtual assistant journey and how clarity, organization, and communication is key to a virtual assistant's success. Yes, Elizabeth lives in Washington, D.C., and has worked in administrative support for over 20 years, and she's worked as a consultant for 11 years. She has a business degree in business administration with the master degree, master certification in Lean Six Sigma, which she gets into and explain a little bit more about that on the interview. So she also creates systems for clients to streamline their information and activities. So she's going to share her knowledge and her and and so much knowledge that um really just made it clear for me as you know as I was talking to her really made it clear for me um why it's so important to have that clarity the organization and the communication which is going to contribute to the success of a virtual assistant or an online business owner's um success in this industry okay so she's going to help you guys stay organized and help you help your clients work more efficiently with you so that you both can be successful. Okay, so let's get into this interview. Have you ever wanted to meet other virtual assistants? Have you ever wondered if there were any in your city? Have you ever wanted to have brunch with them? The Virtual Assistance Brunch is a virtual community of women building successful virtual assistant businesses while finding the best places to brunch in and around your city. Come sit at the table with us as we share our stories, personal experiences, and learn how other virtual assistants are creating and living a fabulous lifestyle. Okay, let's brunch. to the VAB life, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm terrific. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I have a virtual assistance business called L12 Services, and me and my team serve executives who are underwater and living their life off of post-it notes. Uh, We work with CEOs, (laughs) excuse me, and um, rising business owners who need some organization in their life. We service everything from inbox management and calendar management, all the way up through process improvement and administrative systems design. Mm -hmm. And that means that I take my um, Lean Six Sigma process improvement skills and dive into where you have your information and uh, create a system where it is easily identifiable, and that it's a light touch when you are looking for things that you need um, and that you are always fully informed. 
Um, what do you specialize in? Like exactly what do you help them with? Well, I have a team, so we are full service. We have people who specialize in areas such as writing, um, whether it's content for blog posts or it's content for um, newsletters. Uh, we are not um, a social media specialist. However, we do work in social media posting. Um, we also do calendar and travel. Um, most of the virtual assistance needs that people have at any scale, you know, a lot of that just comes from a need to have people pay attention to the, you know, multi-hundred dollar tasks so that they can focus their CEO mindset so that they can focus mm -hmm. on the $10,000 tasks, building business, generating business, you know, client recruitment. We take care of all of those things and then we scale all the way up in our services to and organizations um, identify where they're not streamlining their administrative side. For example, if you have a 20, 30 person organization and you are not centralized in your file sharing, uh, we come in, we look at where all of your staff is keeping their information, we look at how best to organize it, and let's say the client uh, deals in a lot of events and speaking. Um, we help to bring all the information together so that every event has its own folder, every event has a standardized um, list of information in it, from contracts to invoices to location to tickets. Um, and then we develop an information tree from there um, and then if the need, you know, happens to come across our desk that uh, because of that new siloed information, you now need staff training, we provide that as well. So it's really organization based, um, helping you identify the information that you need, making prepared mm -hmm. uh, your, your business so that when you bring on new talent, that you are an appealing environment to work in and that your next stage of growth, whether it's scaling or simply business building, is in proper order and there are systems in place to keep you from being frantic. There's nothing worse than living your life off of sticky notes and not remembering where you put that last super important one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I definitely want to get into how the clarity and organization and communication is key to virtual assisting. Um, but I want to go a little bit back. How did you become a virtual assistant? What made you start your own business? <laughs> because at some point I realized that I was absolutely no longer employable as an employee. <laughs> oh, wow. I think we all realized that, though. Yeah. <laughs> like the minute you realize, oh, my God, I don't want to do this anymore. And um, I can be doing something much better with my talents. I'm going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working in the administrative support professions for over 20 years. I um, kind of caught the bug when I was living in Arizona as a young woman um, and working in construction development. I was lucky mm -hmm. enough to be on a team that built um, large commercial properties. And so um, assisting the project managers and getting them organized just was a really good fit for the way that I organized information in my head. And it helped happened to be helpful. So I started there and then I moved to Washington, D.C. and started using those skills in nonprofits and associations. Wow. And 
Um, in about 2009, I think, um, I really realized that I had followed a traditional path for my career and that unfortunately it was antiquated, meaning that yeah. I'd listened to my parents and I'd listened to everybody around me and mm -hmm. followed the, the footsteps of if you learn it from the ground up, you will eventually end up leading it if you put in the hard work. And <clears throat> I'd always wanted to be in leadership and make large executive decisions and work with a team. Um, but around 2009, I realized that instead of being able to cross that barrier from admin work into management, I was just in the, you know, the top tier of the admin work and I would probably always stay there unless I made a shift. Mm -hmm. So I decided to um, put out my shingle and back then the term virtual assistant wasn't anything that was on my radar. I don't know if it was around at that point, but it certainly wasn't as popular. And mm -hmm. so I called myself a consultant and I started working with different nonprofits in the mental health and eating disorders world and mm -hmm. helping their organizations with their events and their um, educational programs and their membership programs and started doing some consulting uh, with regard to scaling business or um, strategic planning. And then about two years ago, uh, I decided that as much as I really had a knowledge base in the eating disorders world, I wanted to um, kind of open up my world and learn about more people doing different things and, and applying these skills to um, helping businesses of every type. So I rebranded and mm -hmm. I opened L12 services and um, now we have people that we help in just about every type of industry. Um, I do have a master's certificate in Lean Six Sigma. So that type of thinking gives me a language to speak to people who are interested in the um, process improvement world. And mm -hmm. um, so when I'm speaking with people who are maybe leading an already established organization, we have a jumping off point. But it also helps me to speak to people who don't know what it is that they need um, and paint a picture for them so that they understand moving forward what the thought process will be, how they and I can interact well together to build what they need. And then I also have the chops to actually turn it into reality. So when it comes to your clients, how can CEOs um, utilize their executive or virtual assistants more effectively, especially with what you're doing, how can they regain that headspace and achieve more in their, their busy workday? Well, I think that that really boils down to the basics and it's communication. Um, communication both verbally and in writing. Um, mm -hmm. One of the challenges that we have facing us as our leadership gets a little bit older and our incoming workforce is a little bit younger that mm -hmm. remote work and virtual assistance is only going to become more of a bargaining chip that's really something that's desirable to the workforce and to uh maintaining that workforce we we need to retain people for longer than what is now the traditional two-year stint in a position if we're mm -hmm. going to develop talent so I believe that one of the 
areas that CEOs and uh, uh, project and team managers can benefit from is learning more about communication and communication style and how to support a multiplicity of needs and viewpoints. That means that we're helping um, the CEO create either documents for recording and tracking, or we're teaching CEOs how to communicate effectively without the benefit of verbal, or I'm sorry, nonverbal cues, physical um, proximity and eye contact. You know, I notice a lot of times um, CEOs don't really utilize their virtual assistants as they should. Um, how can they build a great relationship with their assistant and make the most of their organizational knowledge and expertise? Because I know sometimes they don't really utilize them because they don't really know what to, how to, you know, build that relationship. How do you go about doing that? What I try to do is have a conversation about the natural reaction to handing off something so important to another human being. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's a level of fear there and it's totally normal. I, when I'm team building, I have that anxiety as well. Um, mm -hmm. So what I try and do is learn more about the person that I'm bringing on board. Clearly I've hired them because they have talked about having a skill set or have shown me examples of the type of work that they can do. And I know that I need that work done, but handing something off can, um, it can do a couple different things. One of which is uh, make you feel as though you've lost control. And another of which is provide you time to think. And sometimes that time to think is like an echo chamber. It's almost scary because you're used to it being filled with a frantic, repetitive thought process of massaging that task that, that you've now handed off. What I like mm -hmm. to um, do during those conversations is whether it's me having a conversation with a new team member or if it's me having a conversation with a CEO, talk about the skill that it is that we're going to be putting in place and give examples about how I've either used that skill um, in a multiple different ways or um, possibly talking about how it applies to the current situation and then give some examples of, you know, what's the worst case scenario? What if X goes wrong? Then what do we do? And I'm, if I'm the person in the position of leading the, the interview, I will be looking for someone who is resilient, who um, is able to pivot and go to a plan B, C, or D, um, and who has more than likely um, has a track record, has some experience dealing with issues because it, it never ever works to build your business plans off of the best case scenario because there's really no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I agree with everything you're saying right now. And one of the challenges that I noticed with um, online business owners or CEOs that come and request virtual assistance is that they're trying um, to find someone to do the job, but they don't know how to delegate. How important yes. is delegation? What tips do you give on improving this skill? Well, delegation really is what I was talking about in, in that last piece. However, mm -hmm. um, being able to create a list of delegated tasks with the person that you're working with is mm -hmm. also really helpful because then you learn how to leverage their strengths. 
if you have a list of 15 things and they're all these, you know, low level, non-client, non-income uh, creating tasks, and you find that somebody is just whip smart at being able to write, you can at that point look at those 15 things and say, okay, what is writing or research related? Boom, you have something right there that I've given you that basically sets you up for success, something that you enjoy doing. And when you know every day you're going to be handling tasks that you enjoy, along with the other tasks that are mundane, at least there's a sense of ownership and um, a sense of excitement to a certain degree that you're going to get your hands into an area where um, you're doing work that you really enjoy and that you feel good about and that you feel like you're making a difference. Part of being a good virtual assistant is um, about service leadership. You are leading somebody in an area where they don't have a refined skill set. Yes, that's important. You are an expert. You should take great pride in uh, that type of work because it's it's not as some people portray. You know, somebody in their jammies sitting behind a computer screen and just tapping away at a keyboard who doesn't have experience. We are trained and highly qualified professionals. Um, mm -hmm. So there's that piece, but there's also the, the service piece where um, you are taking someone who is overwhelmed and you are giving them back time. Time is the one resource that is incredibly valuable that um, you, you only um, you, you only get as much out of it as you put into it. And so mm -hmm. um, a really driven business leader is going to take that time and be creative, or they're going to go out and they're going to do something that only they can do, that, that thing that they're offering or their presence at a meeting. Um, you only get that with time. You, you can't build that through any word processing or, mm -hmm. or uh, other such tasks. So there, there are two pieces there, um, honoring the service, honoring the leadership, and coming together with a defined set of um, responsibilities that are enjoyable both to pass off in the end after that level of anxiety has gone away and to take upon yourself to do every day and say, I'm, I'm helping somebody else's business. I'm helping somebody grow. That's awesome. I know you're an expert in administrative system development and you help your clients create systems so they can streamline their information and their activities and whatever tasks they're doing. Um, just going back again to that delegation, how do they improve that efficiency in their business, especially when it comes to their um, assistance? How do, they, how do they improve that area of administrative um, efficiency so that they're able to be more organized or improve their organization? Um, one piece is, again, back to a, a personal development, personal training piece. You have to let the people who are the experts help you change the way that you think. Exactly. <laughs> right? <That's> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. Exactly. You can't do it all on your own, so you have to let somebody step in who actually knows what they're doing to help right. you, you know, kind of improve on what's already there. So how do you do it for your clients? I try and give um, the same information in a couple of different ways, not to make it sound repetitive, but we do learn through repetition. 
Um, I try and give them a visual. I'll mock up um, some documents that show them graphically what their their new chain of information will look like, their file systems maybe. Mm -hmm. And then I will give them written descriptions of the thought process of how this is organized, whether we're organizing in an alphabetical manner or we're organizing through numbers or through projects that seem to drill down in a, um, in a common sense way. Uh, for example, if you have um, a speaking engagement and you have a large organization and you can't remember the date of that speaking engagement, where do you go on your, your file tree to look for that date? Well, you would go into the department that heads your events and then you would go from the events folder to the um, specific event folder and then the specific event folder, then you'd go down to the information that deals with date and time, whether it's one document that's an event summary for the entire folder, or if you have it set up, um, let's say it's a, a client that you work with that has <clears throat> um, multiple speaking events in one year, then you'd you know, go down to the different dates and times for, for that workshop or, or that conference. Um, just trying to make information make sense. Sometimes mm -hmm. um, when you're used to thinking one way, it's as though your muscle has been trained to just work that way. And if you're mm -hmm. going to um, improve, oftentimes you need to do the same thing we did as children and that we hardly ever do as adults. And that's practice. Just practice thinking in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, the first time you, you did a cartwheel or a somersault, you practiced. You went out in the backyard, got on the grass, and did the same thing 30 or 40 times until all of a sudden you could feel yourself roll over or tumble mm -hmm. over. And you didn't think twice about it. It was yep. just part of learning to do the thing. And as adults, we don't give ourselves time to learn new things in that fashion. Oftentimes, we think if we just read a book, then we yeah. know the information, but it it works so much better if you just poke around and take notes and go in and out of whatever scenario it is to let your mind go blank, go back in, look at it again. Eventually it starts to make sense and then it becomes rote memory, muscle memory if you consider your brain a muscle. Exactly. So you have 11 years of experience as a consultant. Um, I want to ask you, this is a really good, this is a really important question as well, because I want to know, um, <laughs> based, on, <laughs> based on your 11 years of experience, what like small increases have you seen in the virtual assistant industry? And what advice would you share with other virtual assistants that are just starting out? I am shocked and thrilled at the um, growth of this industry. I think that it is an excellent time to really um, hone your skills if you think that administrative services are something that you're, that you're interested in, this is the time to get in. Um, what I would tell people who are already on the path is do not skimp on personal development. Continue mm. to get education, continue to um, participate in associations where you can learn peer-to-peer um, one of the most beneficial things that I did for myself this year was to um, join the Association of Virtual Assistants. Um, oh, yeah. I cannot tell you how helpful it's been to be part of an organization where my peers are highly qualified 
um, well-seasoned, really knowledgeable people that can help me with resourcing or can help mm -hmm. me with um, idea generation. They can help me with everything from a documents library to uh, training in areas that I didn't have before. Um, case in point, I uh, have now um, certified my organization as a TEDx application process wow. um, organization. So people who are interested in TEDx um, speaking can come to us and we will uh, take care of getting that application through to a couple different um, events and mm -hmm. get you the invitation, which for a lot of people is a bucket list item. That's awesome. So I'm going to have to like get to that level first and then we'll talk about that. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's all about what I don't know. I don't know. I, mm -hmm. I leave my ego at the door when it comes to peer support and um, industry support. I, I'm happy to answer questions, but I find if I just come in with fresh eyes, there are mm -hmm. opportunities that I never would have even dreamed of. And that one was one of them. And it just wow. comes from, it comes from listening to what other people are doing and interested in and where mm -hmm. it sounds like the conversations are going to be going next. Wow. That is awesome. Cause yeah, sometimes you could be afraid. Um, I was actually on LinkedIn this week and Gary V I was reading one of his posts and he said you'll never know the answer could have been yes but you never asked so now all of a sudden in your mind you already thinking it's no but if you just had the knowledge and if you knew then you would go forward and maybe it might be yes so sometimes we, we don't want to limit ourselves on what we can do or what levels we can reach um, even you know with the TEDx we can we may not feel like we're in a position right now to do a TEDx, but knowing what we need in order to get on that level will help us to get there. Exactly. Thank you. I am a professional basketball fan, and one of my favorite quotes of all time is, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yes, yes. That's a great quote to remember. You do, you do, especially the ones you think that you can't make you know it's, yeah and it's hard to overcome that voice in your head everybody's mm -hmm. got it i don't care who you are i'm sure martha stewart even has it still somewhere though she's done yes. a really good job of overcoming it but there's a little piece inside everybody that's concerned about failure or shame mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. um being embarrassed and if you come in with humility if you're humble if you have a sense of humor people generally will gravitate toward you and say something that will either lift you up or say um, something that will give you an idea. And I haven't been in a situation in a really long time where anybody said, oh, that's dumb. You know, people, <laughs> I, I've, I've said some dumb things, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, usually people are like, you're on the right track and maybe we yeah. can do it that way <laughs> mm -hmm. well they haven't said you're that's dumb that's because they probably have the same question and you are brave enough to ask yeah. so <laughs> yes all right thank you so much i have one last question which i'm going to sum it up with this question how can clarity organization and communication contribute to the success of a virtual assistant or online business owner Oh, it can help you sleep at night. Oh my goodness. Having yes. organization um, at our personal professional level is key. And I find that 
seriously, when I'm suffering from amnesia, it's because I haven't followed my own rules. Um, the, the organization piece doesn't just um, uh, focus on your client's organization. It focuses on your organization as well. If you're mm -hmm. running a business serving other people, you need to consider yourself your first client. And so that's also key to the clarity piece because if you're your first client, you need to be thinking three, four years out and wondering where you're gonna be, what your goals are, what you want your business to look like. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're tending to your clients, you're helping them move forward, but their responsibility is their vision and their goals. You mm -hmm. need to also treat your business in the same way and realize that your, your work is to help other people, but then when you're treating yourself as client one, do your own administrative cleanups. Make sure your own files are in proper order. And don't forget to keep dreaming. Thinking about that you know, area where you want to be the expert. Think about that area where you really want to dominate the industry or um, you know, become a superstar speaker and build toward that. Make sure that you are going and doing the personal development work, whether it is through um, you know, industry membership, like I said, an association is a wonderful way to uh, interact with others, but also go to school, take classes, mm -hmm. um, learn new skills. It's, it's only gonna benefit what you have to offer, um, but there's a sense of pride there too when you have either brushed up on something or brought your knowledge up to current industry standard or you know you just learn something new out of the box and and you have like this shiny new tool that you can use with other people it's easy to promote your services that way um, but internally it feels good because you've invested in yourself and you need to keep your own batteries charged if you're going to be good to anybody else that's awesome thank you so much liz for coming on the show we appreciate your knowledge uh this was like a so much to take in so thank you so much <laughs> my pleasure i've really enjoyed it i um i you know would love to sit down and have brunch with you and talk all the ins and outs of you know good business building and being a, a successful virtual administrative assistant that would be awesome um, but i'd also just love to sit down and have a great brunch with you <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome what is your favorite place um to brunch in washington Oh, wow. It really depends on um, the, the type of um, mood that I'm in. Often mm -hmm. it's kind of uh, driven by the type of food that I like, but lately mm -hmm. because it's cold, um, I've been heading out to the various ramen houses. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, yes. I've been into ramen lately. I think that it's, uh, you know, fun sweater and soup leather. That's awesome. I've eaten a lot of ramen in my day, but I've never actually gone to the houses and had it. So I definitely have to try that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you, I um, just got back from Maui and there's a restaurant uh, at the Grand Wailea that serves a lobster ramen with a 63 oh, wow. degree egg. Oh, it was so fancy. I was like, this is that sounds nice. <laughs> this is not college anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten fancy. So, you know, yeah. It's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have anything that you want to offer our listeners today? I do. I'd like to offer um, a 30-minute uh, needs assessment. 
Um, I have a, a Calendly uh, link that I can um, help people get themselves onto my calendar and we can okay. talk about uh, whether it's an organization that needs a needs assessment for what's going on in their business building or if it's a virtual assistant that would just like to talk about uh, different areas where they can um, build their skill set or how to um, engage with peers um, in areas like uh, industry associations. Like I said, the Association of Virtual Assistants is um, mm -hmm. probably the area where I recommend people to go the most. Uh, there's a, a great community there and um, I'm happy to help anybody navigate that. Where can we reach out to you um, online? At l12services.com. Okay. Are you on any social networks? I am. LinkedIn is the easiest place to find me. You can find me um, either through my name, Elizabeth Wesley Casella, and my last name has bizarre spelling. So it's W-E-S-E-L-Y-C-A-S-E-L-L-A. And um, you can reach out to L12 Services on LinkedIn as well. But if you want to talk directly to me, feel free to, to give me a connection request, and I'm happy to do that. That's awesome. Thanks again so much for being my guest, Elizabeth. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much for having me. You put together a wonderful podcast and I just love listening to you and I wish you all the best and um, a monster footprint in 2020. Yes, thank you. I hope we do have <laughs> that brunch. I do too. I hope we do. Anytime I do I'm too. in Washington, I'm looking up, I'm looking you up. I'm coming to please, find you. Please do. I'll even make you brunch. <laughs> Thank, oh, okay. That sounds even better. <laughs> thank you so much. You have a fabulous weekend. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Hey, Fabulous Boss Babes, I'd like to invite you guys to the first annual 2020 Vision Slayers Virtual Assistance Conference this year. The event will be held in honor of International Women's Day on March 14, 2020 in Orlando, Florida. I'm looking to collaborate with female entrepreneurs, service-based providers, freelancers, and virtual assistants. We're seeking vendors, bloggers, media, brands, prize and giveaway sponsors, gift bag sponsors, event sponsors, and speakers. You have an amazing opportunity to showcase your products and services. We also have swag bag item placement or virtual sponsorship if you're not available to join us in person. You'll receive a platform to pitch your business in front of an audience of 70 or more women. This event is for vision slayers, women who are seasoned or aspiring virtual assistants and ready to level up and slay their business goals and execute their vision in 2020. Attend and get help and support to build a successful virtual business. If you're interested in our vendor opportunities, please email us at virtualassistancebrunch at gmail.com. If you'd like to attend the event as a guest, grab your ticket now at bit.ly slash 2020 VA conference or text VABLIFE, the word VABLIFE, to 31996. Come join us. There will be food, music, drinks, speakers and panelists, and activities for us to participate in. Submit your application for vendor or sponsorship at bit.ly slash 2020 VA conference or text 
the word Bab Life to 31996. You can also text us to get a spot and save your seat. See you at the 2020 Vision Slayers Virtual Assistant Conference on March 14th. That's it for this episode. Share your thoughts. What is your biggest takeaway? What is the part of your life or business you are most ready to change? Share one thing you're putting into action right away. Feel free to let us know how this has helped you. My guests and I would love to hear from you. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review or comment on Apple Podcasts or a voice message if you're listening on the Anchor app. Share this episode with your friends and invite a virtual assistant or boss babe to listen with you. Screenshot this episode, share it with us on social media and tag Virtual Assistants Brunch in your post so we can give you a shout out for listening and taking action. Thanks again to my guests for coming to the show. And as always, stay fabulous.